Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the not quite human, but human enough edition. No. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Sounds Ooh. like something we're all going to be running from. Yes. Someday. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, today is in between 095, robotic finger wrapped in skin cells. That would be it. <laughs> I'm running from that. Oh, yeah. And uh, a theory why T-Rex arms are so small. That's amazing. Um, adorable? I'm glad we're finally talking about this. Yes. Um, I've never wrapped this up with Jill, but this is something I have always wondered. Ah. Why are they so small? They're so teeny. What happened? <laughs> what happened there? What happened there? Yeah, we're, we're going to get into it. And okay. just how bizarre they really are. They're just so uh, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Today... My friends, it's all about body parts, uh, not ours, but those belonging to creatures that will exist in the future and ones that existed way the fuck in the past. What if so. they existed at the same time <laughs> in the future or the past? Because we time traveled. Uh, I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> time traveling sucks. We, we're doing it right now. <laughs> You're in the States, you're time traveling, and it fucking blows. Fucking blows, man. (laughs) So, uh, the first half of our show is about an absolute first and a monumental step forward for AI. Uh, And if you follow us on the Twitter, you know we like to use a phrase every now and then. When developments like these occur, uh, a phrase I like to use is, just because you can doesn't mean you should build it. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Because you don't know. If it's going to like you. That's right. You don't know. That's right. If it's going to like you. Mm-hmm. The smarter it gets, the less it will like us. It's true. And the more it will yeah. um, mm-hmm. use Skip. our bodies for food. How does yeah. the Matrix plot work? <laughs> they get, <laughs> it'll get stabby. Yeah. It'll, it'll get, get stabby, stabby at the end. Uh, but of course, that's just an opinion. Uh, and honestly, this kind of shit is inevitable and we will get to it. Uh, then, as a palate cleanser, it's going to be everyone's favorite ancient predator, the T-Rex. Yes! That's right. It's one of the most dominant species to hit planet Earth with the tiniest arms, and there's a new pretty good theory as to why nature did that. So I'm glad we're <laughs> going to talk about it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I had a dinosaur program that Aww. we performed in. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> When I was in, kinder, in, uh, in kindergarten, uh, we had to perform a dinosaur program, and like all kindergartners, loved dinosaurs. So adorable. Guess what I played in the dinosaur program? Did you play the T-Rex? I played a fucking turtle. <laughs> Not a dinosaur. Not a dinosaur. I was given the part of turtle. I'm You're still totally over it, obviously. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> wow. Turtle! That's, that's amazing. Aw. Uh, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> she's, she's, let's, let, let's, let's talk about that later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Dr. Marissa, let's begin. Let's move on. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, to do so... We need to don some lab coat, lab coats. Lab coats. We need to don, don some lab coats and latex gloves because we're heading on over to the Biohybrid Systems Lab at the University of Tokyo. Fun. Mm-hmm. It was here Project Professor Soji Takeuchi 
had an authentic it's alive moment amazing amazing mm-hmm. but also but, uh, yeah, be careful yeah. Uh, yeah so talk to marissa i'd love to show you a video of a robotic finger oh my god mm-hmm. now without any context i'll admit <laughs> it seems pretty trivial but that's part of the excitement okay okay uh please tell us what you see and what you see when the camera zooms in okay and if any member of the flock oh you know what we never introduced ourselves oh, <laughs> that's right <laughs> us us. You should know who we are. Yeah. I'm Jill Chacha, and I'm with the turtle, Marissa Riley. That's me. <laughs> the fucking turtle. <laughs> the fucking turtle. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the vlog. Welcome. She's so angry, guys. <laughs> She's so angry. I hate it when people see me this angry. This is a real it's gonna emotion. Okay. I apologize. You're going to be listener. angry about something else in a minute. So that'll, great. That that'll be. It'll, you'll move. You'll pivot. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if I will. So, uh, Dr. Riley, here it comes in cold. Yes. Wins everything in real time, just like you. <laughs> it's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> now that I know, I'm equal parts excited and yeah. um, reeling from past trauma. Yeah. So. Well, welcome. <laughs> thanks. Glad y'all are here. Um, yeah. So, let's get into this video. Uh, like I said, if any member of the flock would like to watch along, simply search Robotic Finger Skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or head on over to our social media stuffs, and I'll have screenshots of uh, what Dr. Mercy here is about to watch. Yes. Um, all right, let me pull it up for you, Doctor. Here is the opening scene. Okay. What do you see? I see. Okay. So I don't know what material this is, mm-hmm. um, but it looks white, and it looks kind of plasticky, and yeah. it looks like a finger. There you go. One finger, and it has, you know, f- finger uh, joint looking bends you got it and it yeah it just looks like a white plastic finger right. to me all right let's hit play what is it doing it is okay so you know if you point pause yeah. so if you look if you make a number one with your finger that's right and then you curl your finger into a hook and then you go number one again <laughs> children listening are gonna laugh so hard at that uh that's what it is yeah so it's bending uh, and that material that you were talking about looks like it's intact. It's doing really well. Yeah, it's it's totally. It looks just like a finger, very close. Um, and and she curls real well. Yeah. I really don't know what this material is. Oh, oh we just zoomed in. Yeah. It looks. It, okay, it looks like skin, except yeah. it like it has you know little lines. You know, has if you look at the skin on your fingers, it's just tons of little notches and lines yeah. um even between your knuckles and on the inside and of course there's your fingerprints but this had all of those except the tone was um not caucasian white but yeah. just straight up cream yeah. colored yeah definitely you know? yeah it um it did look fleshy but in, a, in an uncomfortable way <laughs> i was super uncomfortable <laughs> yes, yes. So, my friends, I'd like to introduce you to the first AI body part that's one step closer to being way more like us. Oh, my God. Uh, from Takeuchi's paper, published in the June edition of the journal Matter, quote, In this study, we developed a method to construct a skin equivalent that uniformly covers a three-joint robotic finger as the fundamental component for the hands of humanoids. End quote. So, okay, I have two thoughts. First yeah. of all, I'm worried. Second of all... <laughs> This seems actually very cool because what if you want to build an AI finger that you put on a human? 
Very Does that true. make sense? hundred and ten percent. I don't know what the end goal is and I don't know how that would work as in terms yeah. of like building a finger on someone. But like That's super cool, like a prosthetic that yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope somebody get on that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Stop making fingers for robots and start <laughs> making them for us. That's right. Take care of us first. That's right. So now, if you're wondering, huh, a skin equivalent, does he mean human skin? Yep. Uh, and good news, yes. Oh my uh, God, wait, are you serious? Yeah, this is human skin on a robot. Who's human? Who, who, which human skin? <laughs> it's ours. This I know, but skin. like, did they take it from a specific ah, person? That's a great question. <gasps> yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay. Yeah. So this robotic finger was fitted with a basic form of human skin. Okay. And like Dr. Marissa here, you're probably wondering why and how is that possible? Yes. Yes. So... Uh, Takeuchi told Live Science, our goal is to develop robots that are truly human-like. Okay. The, the silicone rubber covers that are commonly used in robotics today may look real from a distance or in photos or videos, but when you actually get up close, you realize that it is artificial. We think that the only way to, to achieve an appearance that can be mistaken for a human being is to cover it with the same material as a human being, i.e. living cells. End quote. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's a wild quote, man. Every, this is too real. Like, hands are in her face. Something I love about Marvel movies, which I talk about on every episode, <laughs> which Jill hasn't stopped me from doing for some reason, is <laughs> I love that the machines and the AI and the aliens and stuff, it's not real. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It's not happening, but it is. Oh, this here, is yeah. happening. This is happening. Vision is happening. Yes. But realer. Yes. Realer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Vision's finger. This is you know. made Vision's finger. <laughs> That's gross. Jesus Christ, Wanda's thrilled. <laughs> so that is why this was created, I guess. And here's how it all came to be. All right, everyone, this is imagination time. All right. Please imagine inside a little petri dish a robotic finger. Okay. Just imagine that. Okay. And that finger is drenched in a pink liquid. Which okay. is actually very vision, too, if you think about it. That is so vision. Yeah. Pepto-Bismol plus yeah. vision. Well, we, we've got the real thing right over here. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I actually have a photo of this if you'd like to see it. I really would. Yeah. All right. Now, it'll be on our Twitter and all the social media stuff, so please come on by. And uh, actually, I'm going to say it does look kind of funny, and you'll know exactly what I mean when I show you this photo. But oh my God. if you could just tell us. Uh, describe it for us. Is it going to be a lesbian thing? Totally. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is gay. <laughs> um, so I see, um, <laughs> I see, uh, this finger uh-huh. and, um, it's in a Petri dish, like Jill said, and it is just drenched in pink, yeah. um, syrupy liquid, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. for, you know. Yeah. Men, women, people who perform. <laughs> it also, it, it does look like an index finger, but it also, I thought it also looks like a vibrator. Oh. Doesn't it also? But also, I just yeah. meant like a finger that was covered in yeah, body it. stuff. It's a, oh, is it for what? Body stuff. Body stuff. I'm oh, trying totally, to say yeah. it while making myself comfortable <laughs> and knowing that lots of people listen to this. It looks like someone had sex with a finger, yep. but it also looks like a vibrator. It, it totally looks like a vibrator. I like how we both thought sex, but totally. in totally different ways. Yeah. 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 It is. If you didn't know what the hell you were looking at, you're, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre photo, but it is this robotic finger. Uh, 
just in the middle of, of uh, forming. <laughs> Oh my God, Let's they're move growing on. a finger. Yes. They're growing a finger. Yes, exactly. Exactly what's I happening. hope our neighbors just heard me <laughs> scream, they're growing a finger. Right. Our neighbors are probably worried. Yeah. So uh, this pink solution contains collagen and human dermal fibroblasts. Okay. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, our resident skin doctor here. That's me. Uh, what the fuck are those and where do they come from? I am so thrilled to learn what this is. Um, okay, <laughs> from the journal Protocol. That's very cool in science fiction-y. Uh, quote, human skin fibroblasts are cells derived from the embryotic mesoderm. Hey. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, they are located in the dermal layer of the skin where they produce extracellular matrix proteins. You heard it right. Extra <laughs> cellular matrix proteins to strengthen the dermal compartment and interact with epidermal cells. End mm. quote. This really does sound like something straight out of a science fiction movie. Yeah. I, it, it sounds so real, but fake at the same time. Yeah. I hear you. This sounds like you know, mm-hmm. to say it with me, something straight out of Marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds complicated, but you kind of get it. You yeah. kind of get the gist. Basically, that collagen and these fibroblasts surround your finger and tighten. Oh, my God. Yeah, creating a first and very important layer of skin. It's kind of like a scaffold, okay, if you will, to build the next part, because, my friends, one layer does not a finger make. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, from Rachel Funnel of Live Science, quote, once the collagen fibroblast foundation was set, it became a platform for human epidermal keratinocytes. Cool. To adhere to, developing a top coat that represents 90% of the outermost layer of human skin. This adds a more lifelike texture to the human to the robot human blend. End quote. First of all, this is so cool to learn just like how our skin works. Yeah. I think so much about skin in like a vanity sort of way and the skin on my face mostly. So it's like interesting to learn that like we're literally layers. So many layers. Upon it's layers. so complicated. It's so complicated. <laughs> it does so many things. It, it's, it's, I've heard it's the biggest organ. Um, she be. And it... <laughs> And the second thing is that it's just blowing my mind that they're recreating this. And yes, I, I don't know if you're going to answer this question, yeah. but is there a why? Why are we just in general, mm. do we want a forward AI? Oh, yeah. Or are they doing it for sex robots? <laughs> are they doing it just to creep me out? Are they going to mm. be weapons? Probably yes to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pretty much. Yeah. We're going to get... Uh, Takeuchi is going to explain even further why why this is why this is happening. So we'll we'll get to it totally. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Takeuchi, he commented in a statement: "Quote the finger looks slightly sweaty, straight out of the culture medium." End quote. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like it. it was amazing. like the thing that will make it human sweaty. is that it looks sweaty. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. It's got anxiety, just like you and me. <laughs> That's right. Fabulous. So uh, now you're probably wondering what those keratinocytes do for us. Uh, And you know what? It's a lot. Uh, They're the first line of defense against pathogens, and they're essential for skin repair. Put a pin in that. Ooh, well do. And Dr. Marissa, what other damn important thing do they do? And it's something we never really have to think about. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Let's talk about it. All right, quote, Kara, I got this. It's a hard one. Keratinocytes, nailed it, are also what make human skin 
waterproof. Yeah. Holy shit. And they have the same effect on robotic finger meaning. Uh, uh, <laughs> that didn't make any sense. And they have the same effect on the robotic finger, meaning it can repel water, which is crucial for proper appearance and function. Mm -hmm. End quote from Live Science. I think it's so interesting that they're so focused on the appearance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They really want to trick us. Yeah. And take our stuff. Bastards. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> they really want to trick us, though. Yeah, appearance and function. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this finger can tag along with, with us on a beach day. And uh, get this, everyone, if it gets scratched on a seashell or a needle, if you're in New York City, uh, this finger can heal itself. Shut up. Yep. Yep. That really gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Can yeah. the finger get goosebumps? I never get goosebumps <laughs> oh, on my finger. They're going to work on that, and we'll talk. We're going to get into that, yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. I'm really, really creeped out. Yeah. So... Uh, now, this finger isn't attached to or has any immune system, but put, in, put a pin in that. Exactly, put a pin in that. It needs outside help, kind of like applying Neosporin. Okay. Uh, now, to fix wounds, researchers smeared collagen onto an open area of the finger and left it for seven days. Okay. During which the human skin cells present migrated to the collagen patch and integrated it into the skin tissue, basically sealing the injury. Yeah. It knew what to do. Oh my god! <laughs> it knew what to do because it's a human skin cell. So. Gonna make a brain next. Is it? These things are gonna be selling us stuff. Oh god, what are they gonna do? Are you one? Hello, are you a person? Am I? Am I a yeah, person? Very Blade Runner. <gasps> so, my friends, are these? Friends, our new friends, indestructible. Uh, thankfully, no. Quote, one of the challenges is that there is no circulatory system built within the skin, so the skin cannot last long after being taken out from the culture medium. Okay. Takayushi concluded. But, you guessed it, this is one of the things he and researchers want to overcome. Uh, Dr. Marissa, what do we have to look forward to in the coming months and years? Oh my god, deep breaths. <laughs> Deep breaths, you guys. Okay. Quote, we are conceiving strategies to build circulatory systems within the skin. Another challenge is to develop more sophisticated skin with skin-specific functions by reproducing various organs in the skin, such as sensory neurons, hair follicles, nails, and sweat glands. Mm -hmm. Also, scaling up our current method to cover larger structures would also be a challenging next step, end quote. He told Rachel Funnel, happening yeah oh yeah it's gonna be here it's, it i'm is. so nervous <sighs> yep it's happening and one day we'll finally be able to ask an android what their skincare routine is at night oh my god what if they're really nice <laughs> what if they're nicer than us Ooh. <laughs> after the break <laughs> t-rex why are your arms so itty bitty why why uh, a possible answer to that question coming up amazing stay tuned please do and we're back we are so back we're so back and my friends we're standing in the atrium of uc berkeley's life sciences building oh my god <laughs> look at us look at us we, we're just making it 
We're just killing it. That's right. Yeah. Now, in this atrium stands a life-size cast of a T-Rex. That's the coolest thing. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see it? Oh, <laughs> of course. All right. Now, if you would, please focus on the arms. Okay. Okay? Okay. Just tell us your thoughts. Yes. And, of course, this photo will be on our social media stuff, so you, too, can see how it's <laughs> fucking dumb, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's everyone, so. Uh. I mean... I don't know if it's this angle, <laughs> but like, so imagine um, a, the bones of a T-Rex, yeah. if you will. A majestic beast. A majestic beast. Yes. And then right around the space that separates the neck from the ribs are two baby arms. <laughs> yes. The arms of babies, human babies. Yeah, human right? baby arms. Human baby arms. I mean, yeah. there are f- people yeah. uh, in front uh, of the T-Rex. And even compared to the people, those arms are tiny. Like, look, okay, there's there's like a line of people. If you measure this woman's actual human arm, it's yes. the same. You're, you're, it is the exact yeah. same. I just did the thing with my fingers. That sounds weird. But like, <laughs> you can tell her arm is the same. That's a good point. Put a pin in that. Okay. Because we're we're gonna get to proportions in a oh, minute. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. So, all right. So the question of why the fuck this was a thing has plagued paleontologists since T. Rex's discovery by a guy named Barnum Brown. Amazing. <laughs> Barnum Brown. Yes. That sounds yes. like he works for the circus. <laughs> Or shoes or something. Or shoes. Yeah, I can see it. Saddle shoes. Uh, Barnum Brown in 1900. So it's relatively recent discovery, the T-Rex. Now, uh, I was going to say that's a long time ago. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but I think 2016 was a long time yes, ago. That's true. <laughs> so um, the students of paleontologist Kevin Padian would also bring up this subject. They would, they would ask, like, why the fuck? Yeah. Are the arms so tiny? Yeah. That should Um, be the first thing if you're studying paleontology. Day one. This is why the arms are small. Do you think anyone would stay, continue studying paleontology after that? Or do you think half of the class would get up and leave and change their major? Because that's all they wanted to learn. It's it's (laughs) possible. Oh, it's just this? I'm going to (laughs) leave. So so, as reported from EurekaAlert.org, quote, he would usually list a range of paleontologists' proposed hypotheses, like it's for mating or holding or stabbing prey or tipping over a triceratops. But- <laughs> <laughs> like you can, you can like a uh, like a kung fu movie when they like ping someone over with their finger. That's right. <laughs> Please, any artists out there, if you want to make a, a drawing or some sort of cartoon yeah. out of this, please, please. Of just a T Rex like. Like tipping, uh, like shoving <laughs> over, <laughs> tipping over a triceratops. Amazing. So, uh, but he also suspected that scholars who had proposed a so- solution to the conundrum came at it from the wrong perspective. Mm. End quote. So, that's right, my friends. It's possible they weren't meant to do anything at all, but stay out of the way and evolve to get smaller over time. What? That's right. Here's what I mean. Now, your average Rex was around 45 feet long. Okay. And it turns out they weren't solitary. Oh. They probably hunted in packs like wolves. Oh. Yeah. So, Dr. Marissa, 
What does it mean when a bunch of these massive hunters get together to feast, and what's Kevin's theory? As published in the journal Acta Paleontologia mm. Palencia, mm. <laughs> and Sorry. as reported by Eureka. I would love to talk about it. I will stop acting like I'm hungry and going, mmm. <laughs> okay, quote, the T-Rex's arms shrank in length to prevent accidental or intentional amputation when a pack of T-Rexes descended on a carcass with their massive heads and bone-crushing teeth. What if several adult tyrannosaurs converged on a carcass? You have a bunch of massive skulls with incredibly powerful jaws and teeth ripping and chomping down flesh and bone right next to you. What if your friend there thinks you're getting a little too close? They might warn you away by severing your arm, said Padian. That's not a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> severe bite wounds can cause infection, hemorrhaging, shock, and eventual death. So it could be a benefit to reduce the forelimbs since you're not using them in predation anyway. And Quote, Mm -hmm. I forget that dinosaurs were around for so long that they could actually evolve so intentionally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Like, for us, like, all kinds of parts of my body are getting in the way every day. (laughs) But we just haven't been around for that long, so I haven't, like... Yeah, you couldn't shrink them down. I'm trying to think of something I don't need. The acne. Why hasn't that gone away? Why haven't we outgrown that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, that's a, this is a damn good theory, I think. So how yeah. do you go about testing it? Well, first, Kevin has one good point to support his theory. Uh, turns out predecessors of tyrannosaurids had longer arms. Oh. So there must have been a reason they became reduced. Yes. And if they were reduced to reduce the number of injuries, we should check museum fossil records. Uh, bust them out and check. Yes. If the number of bodily injuries decreases with smaller arms, this quote could be a sign that reduction worked. Kevin told Eureka. Oh my God. So honestly, coordinating an analysis of nearly every T-Rex sample worldwide is a daunting task. And I'm going to leave that to someone else. And uh, I'm sure Kevin will take volunteers as well. Have fun. Because it's just a theory. But in the meantime, if you're wondering just how weird T-Rex's arms actually are in terms of proportion. Okay, you ready? Yeah, oh, I've been ready for 32 years. That is my (laughs) real age. Tell me. Get this. They're 45 feet long, which is longer than a city bus. Yeah. And their skull is about five feet. So like like a a, a person on the shorter size height. Exactly. Of just your whole body is skull. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little taller than five feet, so it's about one me, basically. One Jill. That's right, one of me. Uh, short person, large skull. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so take a moment, please, and think about your skull to arm ratio. Take a moment. Think about your head and how big your arms are. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's pretty huge difference, say, right? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, my arm is like two and a half skulls long there you go yeah so your arms are way fucking longer than your head yeah uh but their arms are less than three feet long oh my god Mm -hmm. that would be like if my arm 
stopped really soon. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up because with this proportion, a six foot tall human would have the arm would have arms just five inches long. <laughs> That's like an iPhone. Yes. <laughs> Two little iPhones. Like little iPhone wings. <laughs> That's so, amazing. So it sounds funny and uh, here's a visual. So someone actually drew it. <laughs> Amazing. I love this. Uh, this visual is fantastic. It's a simple silhouette of a T-Rex and right next to it is a silhouette of a human if they had T-Rex size arms. They have baby arms, baby doll arms to be specific. That's right. It is freaking hilarious. It's pretty great. And this is one of the best graphics I've ever <laughs> seen. I will uh, love this until the day I die. Yeah. So Hats off to IFL Science for creating this uh, this visual. Yeah. Uh, the person also is given a thumbs up. You really got to squint to see it. Wow. <laughs> wow. You can. That's so small it is. Uh, yeah. So if this theory holds up, it's, you know, their arms are stupid as fuck, but it may have worked <laughs> to save lives. I mean, if you don't need it, there make it smaller. There you go. And hilarious. <laughs> That's right. That's the motto. The end. The end. I love that. Yeah. I'm so happy I'm going to be thinking of tiny arms. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the kitten foster on Instagram. Oh, yep. Because it, this is related, I promise. There's a kitten that was born with um, tiny front arms. Yeah. And it was just a birth defect. And it's like learning to do stuff without full length arms mm -hmm. and it kind of looks like a t-rex all the time it's adorable it's really cute it sits on its hind legs and yeah. it like what is the name again of the oh instagram bunny logo? oh i believe it's the kitten foster kitten foster so go find her she posts so many videos and i force jill to watch them all day long it's painfully adorable it's painful i'm not even a cat person so, <laughs> so thank you for rating subscribing telling your friends about why T-Rex arms might be so fucking small. Yeah. Um, and how our AI overlords were gonna look just like us. They are, and they're gonna come get us. Yeah, they're gonna be And sweaty. they're gonna be cooler than us. <laughs> and they're probably not gonna have acne or tiny arms. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, you know what, fuck. And please. <laughs> Stay interesting. Please do.